Welcome to Mercy Street Ministries live broadcast on our podcast network. This is Ricky Hobbs, and in the studios live with me right now is Kirk Hobbs, my brother. And we're going to talk today about friendship, and another word for that is lifestyle evangelism. And by the way, 90% of the church growth is by this very type of evangelism. And what I've seen is that uh, most of my outreach has been in the streets and the highways and hedges and fulfilling the Great Commission where you compel them to come in. And um, But there's a missed opportunity that we've seen, and a lot of the churches in America, and that's why I've actually taken some time in my books. One of my books out there is called Follow-Up Evangelism. If you uh, find my book on either elaborers.mercystreet.com or podcast.mercystreet.com, you can get links to my books off of those sites that you'll find uh, a whole teaching series on follow-up evangelism, including lifestyle evangelism. But Kirk... Welcome to our studios, and uh, thank you for joining me today. And tell us a little bit about you just for a second in your life and uh, what what brings you joy and what you love. All right. Well, thank you, Ricky. This is a uh, first for me, my first podcast, so I'm very excited about it. Uh, let's see. I, I'm actually been a Christian, Ricky, for now going on 28 years when I first gave my heart to Christ when I was 21 years old. So actually saying that, I actually have a passion still after all these years for college-age type people and those college-age type people, we find out, which actually recently I've just joined myself on Facebook. Facebook being a social community on the Internet where people join and meet other friends and socialize and talk about just what's going on during the day, what's going on in their life. So I'm actually going to use that resource as a tool in what we're talking about today is lifestyle evangelism. That's a good tool. And what about email? And Maybe inviting somebody to play golf, and how many other ways are there like that? Yeah, exactly. You know what? Uh, a few years ago, Ricky, I actually started just a little ministry, and I call it Friday's Word. And Friday's Word is simple. I don't add anything to it. I just take a scripture, either from Proverbs or Psalms, and I send it to several numerous people every Friday, and it's called Friday's Word. So actually, I'm reaching out, just giving the Word of God to friends every week on a weekly basis to uh, spread the gospel, spread the Word to them, just to show them what's what's in the Word and how that can help them. I'll give you an example, Kirk. I was at uh, I was at my church one Sunday, and I was teaching a Sunday school class. And I was teaching the uh, senior adults, and I said, uh, and there were others in, in the class as well. And I said this. I said, I don't care if someone walks into this church with a mohawk. I want you to welcome them as Jesus Christ would. As I'd run into so many people because of length of hair or sins in their life and things like that, that we actually, not we, but... The church as a whole must have because I find them in the streets and say, I've tried that, man. It wasn't for me. And I said, well, what happened? Let's sit down here and talk. And so I start talking, Kirk, and they say, yeah, man. They said, you get to get the hair off your shoulder and come back. And I said, what's this? The length of hair? And and, uh, and so anyways, I, I did say that in Sunday school class. I said, I don't care if he's got a mohawk. I want you to welcome whoever comes to the door. I didn't know those words were prophetic that morning. All of a sudden, this four-year-old, 14-year-old boy here he comes through the door, wearing a mohawk, carrying a teddy bear, and he walks. And uh, I have never seen so many seniors surround one person in my life, hugging, shaking hands, say, let me introduce you to our youth pastor. Come up here, sit down on the front row. The whole church welcomed him. And he came back for many, many years. And uh, he was uh, absolutely welcomed at the church. And there's a lot of missed opportunities in there, Kirk, sometimes. and. Exactly. I, I love that because I'm always teaching in, in a class. I actually teach a class on Sunday morning called Much Life. And in that class, I will uh, 
talk about Jesus. You know how Jesus said he looked at the inside of the cup and not on the outside of the cup. So many times, Ricky, we see that people will look on the outside of the cup just like you talked about. Maybe someone's clothing or what they're wearing or or uh, where they come from or maybe what they're driving. doesn't matter. Jesus looks at the heart. So if we'll look at that heart and people will see our heart and Jesus in that heart, an example that we're living, they'll, uh, they'll probably want what we want. They'll probably listen to what we say and they'll uh, uh, seek after that. You know, the Apostle Paul, I'm reminded in Acts uh, 14, verses 19 through 22, is a really neat account. He was actually stoned and what was thought to death. The apostles stood around him, and 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 you know why he was stoned in that fashion? Because of where he had been and what he had done. But you know what he did? He picked himself up. I always wonder about that. Did, did they look down and said, you know, CPR won't work? Well, I don't think they were doing it back then, but they were thinking, yeah. you know, that dude's dead, you know, and... And so did they pray? Did they just like, well, he's dead? Or what happened? We don't know. All we know is the Bible says he rose up. So he got up. And when he got up, you know what he decided to do immediately? He decided to go back to exactly where he came. The Bible says to confirm the souls, to go and revisit those people. So when they come in, not only do we need to do friendship and lifestyle evangelism, we need to welcome them. We need to care for them as we do family. We're all going to be together someday as believers, right, in a place called heaven. And so we need to welcome them. And, and there's so many upper, top, other opportunities we can do in, um, in visitation and so many things that, that we've seen. But, Kirk, one of the things, too, is that it keeps changing That as technology is changing. I think somebody's going to visit a website, Kirk, and they're going to look at it and say, well, is this about – is is this is this a virtual bookstore and all they do is sell product, or is this a church and can I hear the pastor preach? Can I see what what their reach is? You know, into the community, do they have something for my child? So they're going to take a virtual tour of that church before they ever come. And I know you do website development, and I don't know if those are in, those things are in your thoughts oftentimes. But what does this church feel like to the community as people are coming in for their first time? It may be the only time they ever visit Kirk. And never come back, and it was a virtual tour. Things were changing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just like the podcast today, Ricky, where someone's listening to this pod- podcast, uh, uh, you know, in this nation, around the world, globally, obviously, the effects that it can have. And as we plant this seed, the harvest, what will that come with that harvest? We'll never know. But it's exciting. We must plant that seed, and that's what's something we need to do, and that's what God has called us to do. You know, in our church, we have a fellowship time, which a lot of churches do, and we shake hands and greet people and things like that. Well, Ricky, what I found over the years is instead of just saying my first name and last name, which in 10 seconds people aren't going to remember, I'll just say, hey, my name's Kirk. And they'll look at me and they'll go, oh, my name is John. My name's Sam. My name's Michael. And so when I walk away, I'll remember, hey, that guy's name's Michael. I'm going to remember that next service or the next week because I'm going to remember and I'm going to call him by name. And when you call people by name, they remember that and they expect that. Not they expect that, but they respect you by doing that because you remember them. And uh, so that that's actually a little simple form of lifestyle evangelism that I actually use in church. Everybody wants to name their, their name called. Everybody wants to know by, by their name. And, and uh, that's why, obviously, what evangelism is about is reaching out and telling them and then sharing Christ with them. So he'll know their name, and they'll know his name. Hey, how about this one? Jesus said, hey, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down for today. I must abide at thy house. King James Kirk reference here but <laughs> but so what he did he said hey Zacchaeus and he and Zacchaeus what 
his interest had got him up in a tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people's interest has got them using their mouse and they're looking at your church. And it's like, what's this all about? Is it is it all about um, helping me with personal development and understand the Word of God? And, and, and so for Zacchaeus, it was Jesus like, I'm going to come to your house and I want to spend some time with you. I want to teach you. I want to help you. I care for you. And so I always tell people, I said, read the red before you go to bed. Hmm. It gives you a That's really good. good encouragement in what to do. Because a lot of times, well, what do we do? How are we supposed to, as believers in the church today, what are we supposed to do in helping the new converts? And uh, part of the Great Commission is to make disciples, isn't it, Kurt? Exactly. You know what I've thought about recently, Ricky, in some of my own uh, thoughts of uh, of Jesus and, and preparing for lessons and things like that? Jesus had 12 friends that he chose, 12 out of a whole lot of people, but he chose those 12 friends. And later we we call them disciples, and we know the books of the uh, the Gospels in, in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we see their teachings and we read that. But he chose those 12 people. They weren't special people. They were ordinary people just like us, just like us doing this podcast. But they accepted that call, that friendship of Christ. And when they did that, they became world changers. I, I believe with all my heart, God wants us. Jesus wants us to be world changers also. We don't have to be dynamic. We don't have to be a pastor of a church or worship leader. We could be a normal person. We call them lay people sometimes in churches. But just a regular person just with a passion, someone to help someone to teach them and show them the lifestyle that we have, that relationship with Christ that we have, they can have. Amen. You know, I was going to tell you, I'd, I've got a lot of unusual stories after the 10 or 12 years of ministry. And um, there's a little little town called Cedarville, Arkansas. A church wanted me to go out with them. And that was a whole different experience for me there. I'm used to being in the inner city, doing gang ministry and inner city churches. And here I am, I find myself out in the country, and Kirk, I found something harder in gang ministry, and it was the dogs. The dogs are as big as calves out in the country, and yeah. so it, it takes a lot of faith to knock on a door in the country. And, and so anyways, we knocked on several doors, and uh, one family said this, and they said it's been 28 years since someone visited us last. 28 years. They were waiting, and the reason they couldn't go to church is that they had a, um, a daughter that um, had a severe disability and which required just 24-hour care. And that's where church needs to go out to them, you know, oftentimes. You know, like say we mentioned a golf course that may be doing that, but it really may be doing this. Um, Kirk, if some, if you find out that someone's got a mother in a nursing home, and you've done this before, Kirk, you do a lot of hospital visitation. Say, hey, can I go and visit your mom in a nursing home? Can I go visit your mom in a hospital? Some churches I've seen actually create a service out of this. They said, you know, if you're going to get married, you know, you can let us know and we'll, our church will help you if there's a hardship in your family, you know, or if there's a need. And, and so the church becomes um, just an extension of the community to help them whenever there's times of trouble. But I was going to tell you the most humorous thing I saw at Cedarville. I, I, I went to this house and, and actually it was a trailer and the pastor was with me. And we looked and there was like, it was just all beer cans. And we thought we can't get up there without walking on the beer cans, but sure, you know we don't. We didn't know if this is a warning system or a disposal system. <laughs> it was certainly a recycling program. <laughs> but so, anyways, we walked up, made it through the cans, and I saw this chicken. He was standing on one leg because, and this is the truth, he couldn't put his other foot down because there was nowhere else to put it without it being on a can. So we made it up the door. This man comes to the door with a gun, and the pastor is like freaking out. And I said. It's okay. I said, sir, are you getting ready to go hunting or something? He said, yeah. And the pastor immediately felt better because he thought this guy was getting ready you know, to shoot us or something. But 
you know, I, um, well, I've seen I've seen many humorous situations, but I'm saying that if if me, I'm a conservative person, if I can go into the country, walk on beer cans all the way up, face dogs as big as calves, and go into the inner city to tell them that God loves them, can we not take somebody to Taco Bell? Exactly. And uh, that's what we're talking about. It's it's the heart. When Jesus changes that heart, when that relationship with Christ changes that heart, then you'll do just about anything. You, he puts that passion in your heart, and you want to serve people, and you want to help people, and things like that. Uh, I, I'm reminded also of um, when we're talking about the d- disciples and the 12 disciples and all that, about friendship. Uh, obviously, they were friends of Jesus, but they were friends to other people, too, and people would come to them and confide in them. Uh, Ricky, I think one of the most precious gifts you can have, a treasure, so to speak, in heaven on earth now is a friendship. And uh, it's one of the, the the most blessing things that you could have to be able to share with a friend, to confide in a friend. And, uh, uh, and especially those three words, I actually spoke at a small group the other day a few weeks ago, and, and, and uh, I spoke on the five most powerful words, and I called them God, Jesus, and I love you. Those three words, I love you, when you accept Christ, he's saying, hey, I love you. I love you, Kirk. I love you, Ricky. Right where you're at, right where going on, where life like. Let me help you. Let me prepare your heart. And so uh, with that friendship, that's uh, probably the most key, valuable key I think that we could have is to have a friend and to share Christ with someone. That's truly being a friend. I think it is, and, and uh Today, I'm not going to say it's a lot easier because it still takes um, time to develop friendships. But I think it's become easier because you can you can basically, you know, sit in your recliner, sit in your home, and you're able to email a number of people that have come to your church that day and talk to them. And whether it's chat or whether it's email or instant messaging and Facebook and and email and cell phones and on and on and on, there's so many different kinds of technology um, that I, I so the challenge today is that like uh, Kirk, I know your church is doing a lot of creative things. Um, you know, you guys have DVDs and all these things that are being constructed and made. You know, of the different sermons and archived, and that's all good. And all that archive, what I what I like to tell churches is this too: generate that archive of teachings and use it someday. Because really, the outreach for a church is the community, but you know, it's also the world because. You guys and so many other churches can publish on the Internet all of those teachings and categorize them, and, and we can help, you know, disciple more and train more of the world, too. So we can go all the way from a golf course and email all the way over to to the pastor putting sermons on the Internet. And, and so we've got a, a huge responsibility, but I don't think we've ever had any more opportunity with technology today than we've ever had. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I was just thinking, Ricky, about your street evangelism that you've done for years. And um, where obviously you're going out into the street and what you're doing is you're telling people, hey, I'm your friend. They don't know you from anywhere, but you're saying, hey, you know what? I want to be your friend. Let me show you. And you're speaking to them. You're not afraid. Um, God has given you that gift to, to be bold, to enter into their world, to where they're living at and to their neighborhood and to their uh, a place of residence and uh, no matter where it's at and and uh, what takes place, you've done that. So uh, there is something about that, and obviously to reach out to someone means a lot. I like what my friend Arthur Blessed says, uh, there is no sacrifice in the will of God. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's really just a, it's been a lot of fun all these years. And um, I know it's, I think it was, my last count was like 14 times that I've almost died um doing the outdoor street evangelism ministry but 
You know, I remember one time when I was on a curb and um, getting ready to, to cross in L.A., and this, I saw this young guy over at a payphone just right across the street, and it was just, it's just a two-lane street. And um, I was standing so close to the edge of the curb, and something happened. All of a sudden, I feel like I was pushed, but I wasn't. And I found myself walking towards the guy that using this martial arts style pointing the gun at me. And so I thought, Holy Spirit, is that your response to what I see, to go forward? And so he's protected my life a lot, Kirk. And so we're kind of switching between the extreme witnessing. There's like extreme games, right? right. But there's this other two, is, uh, and that's the missed opportunity. So I hope all the churches are listening is like, yes, we need to take that content and we need to we need to archive it and put it on gold CDs so we don't lose it later so that they don't expire after three to five years. People don't know that. You can lose a CD in three to five years. Right. Put it on a gold CD. Capture that data. Put it on a hard disk. Back it up and get all of that ready. Let's let's uh, let's adapt a program, you know, so that we can share that with our community. Let them hear the sermons. And, and there are people that are like uh, shut-ins, like I told you at Cedarville, the man that couldn't come to church. He can listen to the messages and programs and choose what podcast that he needs to hear that particular day what message he needs to hear directly from your your uh, church site so um, what an opportunity kirk and um, so i just challenge everybody to to use the technology that's available today and uh, we are uh, starting to launch some things kirk in the very very near future where we're actually going to connect a mixer board to mixer board and cell phone to cell phone and i'm going to sit right here in the studio and i'm going to teach all over america um directly from here directly to their church or handhelds michael i'll work and i'll just say go to slide 12 and i'll just keep teaching on whatever subject any of the subjects that we have whether it's street evangelism ministry awesome. or whether it's church ministry right yeah uh that, that's exciting ricky technology into uh, ministry is a, a place that's probably never been before it's ever increasing as you know we're using it right now as we speak in this podcast and and um uh, I'm I'm reminded too of um, the emails, probably the countless emails I send all the time, and and uh, that communication that you're talking about of being a friend. I think more the more we communicate uh, as a friend, the better friend we are, and the better people uh, will be as we teach them how to be a friend and and to be a friend of Christ. Probably the most important thing we could ever be is to be a friend of Christ and to uh, uh, bring a friend to Christ. Uh, I remember when I was first uh, discipled by a couple friends of mine. Years and years ago, they actually took me in and, and gave me a place to stay and place to live and and uh, discipled me in the Word. As we, they told me, showed me how to study the Bible, how to read the Bible, and, and what the what was going on in the church. Explained that all to me. So those were two friends of mine, and because I'm at where I'm at today, and my ministry and those things that take place were two friends that that uh, felt like I needed to know Christ as my friend. Well, Kirk, you're my brother, and you're my friend too, and I appreciate you and in your life and. And in Luke one sixty eight, it said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And then in Acts 5 and 42, and daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Keep the message simple. Keep it pure. And just let the word of God flow into a heart. And, you know, Kirk, the word's like a seed. The seeds that are in your heart that you planted all these years, that you can speak those right into a heart. And the kingdom of God can come in and say, take my hand, pray, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. And so, Kirk, there's people right now that would like to do that. They're listening. And uh, maybe they have never in their life invited Jesus into their heart. And it may be possible that they feel that they've walked away from him. And 
want to walk back right now and ask for forget for his forgiveness. And uh, so, Kirk, invite someone listening to do that, and uh, then I'll close the broadcast. Let's just pray. Uh, God, we want to thank you for those that are listening right now, Father, that you've uh, given us an audience, Father, and they're listening to us now that... We thank you that uh, your word says it's just so simple. It's a simple plan of salvation, God, a simple way to enter in heaven that if that if we confess your name and that we realize that we have sinned and we fall short of the uh, what's called the glory of God that and uh, believe that you rose from the dead, that we can know you as our Lord and Savior, God, that we can have eternal place, a residence in heaven. Father, I just ask that uh, as I've prayed that now that people will uh, accept that will, and will pray that also and accept Christ into their heart and and they'll know uh, Jesus uh, as I do, have a, a relationship with him, a daily ongoing relationship and, and that they'll read their Bible and that they'll find a local place of worship, God, and they'll tend and and uh, that they'll have a relationship with those that are ministry in their church and that they'll come to uh, uh, know Christ in a, a new and a better way and and be a disciple of him and take up their cross and follow him. And it's Christ's name I pray, and the God that we love so much. Amen. Amen. So if you pray that prayer with Kirk, and uh, if you've uh, taken time, whether you're in an airport listening on some sort of an iPod or an iPhone, or whether you're listening just uh, in your home or wherever you're listening, uh, we challenge you to uh, to reach out and let us know that you prayed. And my email address is hobbs at mercystreet.com. Also, if you go to uh, mercystreet.com, you can surf out and you'll see a book called Heaven's Hope for You. And it's a book that I wrote to help get you started after you have a new life and or a new start back with Christ. And it's kind of like a jump start. It'll help get you going and it'll help you on uh, go through life, this journey. Um, this journey is um, is a long journey for, for some. It's a short journey for others. And I encourage you to every day to um, to follow Jesus. So thank you again, and thank you, Kirk, and um, we'll be making more broadcasts in the future, and we just uh, invite you to our future broadcasts and our other ministry sites at elabors.com is our training site. That's E-L-A-B-O-R-E-R-S.com, and our ministry site is mercystreet.com, and this podcast is coming live off podcast.mercystreet.com. So take care, God bless, and thank you.